The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged. Struggle as you might, it will not help. No one can break out of the body bag. Here to oversee the autopsy, your hosts, Chris Thomas and Broke Rider Dave. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me is always Broke Rider Dave. How are we doing, everybody? Today's episode, he is the author of the book that we're going to be talking about today, Black Gypsies, God's Leftovers, and A Light Bulb's Lament. He has over 40 short stories published in places such as Dark Moon Digest, The Best of Surreal, Grotesque, and The New Flesh, Thank you for coming on the show, Grant Womack. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank you for being here, man. Yeah, thank yeah. You. it's it's always uh, kind of hectic to try to hash out a date. I'm glad that we were finally able to hash out a date. Yeah, yeah, but time moved fast, so. Yeah. Here. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> thank, thank you and thank Hannah and Haley for sending over a copy of Black Gypsies. Yeah, they're yeah. great. They're great. Before we actually get into the book, let's uh, learn a little bit about you, if that is okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Grant Womack, a uh, writer. I used to try to be a comic book artist, but got into writing in my teens, um, started submitting short stories. I was big into uh, cosmic horror back in the day. So, like Legati, Lovecraft. Okay. A lot of those type of writers I was big into. And then crime fiction as well, got into that. And then Notes from the Guts of a Hippo was my first novella. I kind of got started in the bizarro scene, the bizarro crowd mm -hmm. for a while, yeah. and then kind of moved away into uh, more like horror again, and yeah. then crime fiction as well. So that's kind of like the big things I've been working on last few years and even currently so so yeah and then outside of that i'm a tarot reader kind of into that as well do a little bit of mediumship as well so i was yeah. just about to actually bring that up and not only in your insta but in the end of black gypsies music tarot cards and jujitsu seem to be the three reoccurring things that take up your time when you aren't putting out stories yeah yeah that's, that's quite a mixed that's bag accurate. Quite a big yeah. bag of hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah, is very much like yeah. if you just picked a, a random assortment of hobbies: tarot yeah. cards, music, and jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it happened. Uh, is, is there any, is there any of those in particular that you have the most fun indulging in, or is it that you like doing all of them equally? Uh, I mean, all of them. Jujitsu is more recent. I've always loved martial arts, so. I used to wrestle when I was younger and then uh, did some Taekwondo. And then as I got older, I'm 33 now, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, in my twenties, I felt like I was too old to do jujitsu, which is kind of stupid and limiting. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I had one of my exes, she encouraged me. She said, why don't you just try uh, getting back into martial arts? So I did some Muay Thai a few years mm -hmm. ago, some Krav Maga and then, uh, I felt like I wasn't a jiu-jitsu guy, but then I got curious about it. I really resonated with the guys. So I started doing jiu-jitsu and I just fell in love with it out here in LA. And then tarot, 
tarot's been a passion forever. In middle school, I started studying uh, palm reading and palmistry. And then that kind of blossomed into tarot and other divination techniques. But tarot, I have a tarot tattoo. Um, I have about like six different tarot decks. I have tarot clients. Um, I used to do tarot readings at parties and just tarot. I have a tarot deck sitting next to me right now. So that's always been there. I have a friend of mine who does like the tarot reading she does tea leaf readings oh yeah yeah do a little tea leaf reading too is there like actual legitimacy to that or like i'm I'm sure there's people out there that would probably liken it to stuff like horoscope readings yeah 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 so i mean obviously i believe in it i don't really care if people don't um i think it basically i think it's sort of like an ancient tool that sort of draws on uh archetypes and the subconscious sort of like the collective subconscious so i think it's just sort of i tell people it's sort of like an esoteric gps system so people come to me and they may ask me about relationship or they may ask me about uh i don't know a career choice or a move and i basically pull the cards and they basically tell you what path you're on basically so it's not you're stuck or it's not a fixed path you're on. It's sort of like you still have free will and you can still change the course of the path. I just sort of tell you like, hey, you're about to run into a pothole. Be careful. I always, or, I always kind of uh, figured like if you, even if you didn't put much stock into something like that, if anything, it's more of a cathartic thing that it kind of like arranges your thoughts a little bit more or brings yeah, out, yeah. Brings yeah, out yeah. more of like, like if you were to draw something and say you were going to, or you're facing a a big hurdle coming in the future, they might already be think, thinking of something like that where it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's like, it, it just kind of puts things into perspective that they might've been thinking about, but didn't necessarily seem as obvious to them. That's, that's true. That's very on point because I have a lot of clients. I'll pull cards and they'll say, you know, I was already feeling like that, or I already knew that in my gut. And this is just more of a uh, confirmation more than anything else, or it affirms what they already know. So, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I've always, I've always liked that kind of stuff. I've always wanted to kind of get my palm read and get my, anything I think it would tell me more have me learn more about myself any more than anything yeah yeah the palm readings especially that's more of like uh internal it'll kind of show where you've been and where you are basically Mm -hmm. but yeah it's a little bit more internal than the tarot cards uh one last question about that can you do your own tarot reading or is that kind of like or is that kind of like a biased thing like you couldn't act accurately read your own tarot cards a little complicated like you can i do i tell people all the time with intuition in general you have to make sure you're not too emotional you're not too biased so even when i'm doing a reading for someone else it's much easier but if i feel like real sad or angry or depressed or something that day i have to really be on my p's and q's so I have to just kind of, I have kind of these techniques to kind of get balanced, but when it comes to myself, I have to be extra balanced and extra realistic and extra good to go. And uh, so I don't skew the cards or, cause you can easily skew the cards where it's like, I want a happy outcome or you're super fearful or depressed. And then you get all these horrible cards, but that's not 
real. So, but yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. You put out over 40 short stories. I like asking this with any guests that we have. Do you find yourself usually revisiting like a common theme in a lot of your stories? Some of the guests that we've had, they usually go back to stuff like addiction or fear of the unknown usually is a recurring thing in a lot of their stories. Do you find that or do you find yourself like pretty much all over the place with any new project? That's a good question. No one has uh, thrown that my way, so... Kudos. Sometimes it's not intentional. Um, yeah. Like I find, yeah, I, like <laughs> me and me and Dave, we've been still trying to uh, kind of work on our first like short anthology story. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the stories I find that I end up like unintentionally going back to is like concept of time. Oh and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would say. Sorry to cut you off. Oh uh, no, no, it's fine. Transformation is a big theme for me and evolution. So like, especially with short stories, there's a lot of transformations these characters go through. So even if that's, it may be like body horror or something else like that, but um, I usually love transformation or seeing a character change due to some sort of internal events or external events. So yeah, usually transformation, I'm editing a short story collection that's coming out next year called The Hum of the World and Other Stories. So it does have a little bit of music playing throughout a lot of these horror short stories. And then there's a lot of earthiness throughout, which I didn't see until I started putting the collection together. So why don't we go ahead and move into, since we're on the subject of the stories, uh, Black Gypsies, which is the book that you guys sent me. Yeah. Fantasy, it's a crime drama, uh, or that's what it's labeled as, horror crime yeah. drama. Yeah. When it comes to like a crime type thing, you're essentially, would you say it's a mystery kind of thing? Whenever I think crime, I think mystery. And, I, and I'm going to, I'm a little bit more ignorant. Uh, Dave is more the reader when it comes to yeah. <laughs> this, this dynamic we have. I'm usually busy editing, which frees him up to do most of the reading. So he'll have questions about the actual story itself but crime drama i don't i don't think uh we've had a guest that's done necessarily crime drama have we dave no we haven't no i I would imagine that because you have the story in your head you know how it plays out but you have to create a sense of like mystery i imagine around because you know how it's going to play out but the uh, but the reader doesn't yeah yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm, try- I'm trying to form the question correctly. Yeah, and, yeah. Kind of get where I'm coming at. Yeah, yeah. So in general, when it comes to writing for me, I'm a pantser. Mm-hmm. So I don't really outline. I may do like a very loose outline to kind of make sense of everything that's happening. But I do know what's going to happen at the end and how things are going to play out. But I usually write out scenes and then kind of Frankenstein it together for my books in general. Mm-hmm. So not sure if I'm really answering your question, but well, I, I guess yeah. I didn't really form a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I was trying to ask how, how do you go about structuring the story to where you lend enough of a mystery, but you, you don't want to bring things up where it's like, well, I know that, but the character doesn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's more similar to tarot. It's very intuitive. For me so mm-hmm. i would try to tease it out throughout the narrative and mm-hmm. try not to 
give it all away or just explain it super clear and hold the reader's hand and say, this is what's happening, you know, because I do want some anxiety. I do want the reader to start to try to figure out what's happening as the story progresses. So that's what, that's kind of what I was getting at. Cause yeah. I, that would be very hard for me because if I'm trying to make a mystery, I would want to be like, all right, I want to lend enough clues that they can, if they're clever, they can kind of get what's going on. But at the same time, I don't want to make it obvious because I might know what's going on, but I yeah. don't, but I don't want to drop clues and end up it just being a big, Hey, it's over here. This is where you need to look. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's not easy. I was working on Black Gypsies for years, actually. Went through multiple drafts, and that was a little bit of a concern of mine as well, where I was worried there wasn't enough, I guess, like red herrings, or there weren't enough clues, or would this make sense? Am I not giving the reader enough? Am I giving them too much? So, yeah. So, hopefully, I mean, I hope I got it right, but... You know. Yeah, there was a there was eventually a question in that word salad I was yeah. throwing at you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dave, if you want to go ahead and uh, ask some specifics about Black Gypsies, yeah, uh, read the story, loved it, read it from basically cover to cover in one reading. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, why was uh, Chicago picked as a location for the story? Uh that's a good question. I grew up in Chicago, so I have a lot of family all over Chicago, and I okay. have a lot of family on my mom's side who uh, are thieves, and they steal, yeah. and they've been in and out of jail, so that obviously ties into the book as well. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, I grew up in uh, Northwest Indiana, so I'm right sorry. outside Chicago. Yeah, yeah Indiana's right there. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry to laugh, but it was just... I think every single time we've ever asked that question, the answer has always been, well, it's where I grew up. I mean, I can't, you know, I would love to write about a setting like in a New York or a city setting, but I've never really lived there. So I could only, I could only write about the East Coast, like around the Virginia area. <laughs> Didn't mean to laugh. I just, I just, yeah. that's, that's fun. It, it's always the same <laughs> answer. Just, well, I mean, it's, kind of where yeah, I, I feel, grew up so yeah. yeah i feel like writers write what they know that's why stephen king based a lot of his stuff in maine so yeah yeah maine yeah so the uh title black gypsies like in the story it's a book of poetry zoe has but i think it was apollo jones yeah yeah that's correct where did, where did you come up with that at because i actually tried to like google search and see if that was an actual book yeah, I made that up. So, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so yeah, which I'm sure you figured out. Yeah, yeah, so title and that book. So I do love poetry, too. I do yeah. write poetry. All that's my poetry. Um, yeah. And I've had some poetry published. I've done readings with poetry. I really love poetry. So I wanted to sort of like weave that into the narrative, sort of like yeah. this little meta device. I just thought it would be cool. And then the title, Black Gypsies, yeah. uh, I've known different gypsies. I've been overseas and different things like that. Yeah. I dated a Romanian girl before um, and things like that. And then also sort of like, part of it was meant to be a little controversial too, because gypsies considered to be a slur. Yeah. Um, I haven't really made any controversy whatsoever. I have a pretty good reputation online, so no one's really gotten upset with me. Yeah. And is then, Romania is Romania where uh, that trade originated? 
the, the gypsies, like the, or? Well, gypsies and like that that kind of lifestyle type i don't necessarily think romania in specific but a lot of european countries yeah. in general okay it just sort of like for area traveling Europe, yeah. group of people so and then i kind of wanted that to be sort of like you know black people have been persecuted and oppressed a lot and gypsies yeah. have been as well so i kind of wanted to draw that parallel yeah just have a cool title so yeah i liked it so when uh basically coming up with marcus how did you go about it because for the most part of the story he does some things that are wrong but he's still a good person yeah uh marcus i i mean i wanted the big thing i wanted everyone to be kind of like human yeah i hate watching movies and shows where like someone's doing a bad thing and all of a sudden they're a horrible person and becomes yeah. this moralistic play. Yeah. And then even the, uh, speaking like of black A24, and white, so like you're either good or bad. Yeah. 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 So like, uh, the softy brothers with good time and uncut gems was a big influence as well. I'm sure you've seen uncut gems, like Adam Sandler's character. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he's pretty yeah. sleazy. He's a fucking sleazeball, but I feel like they don't, judge him per se and i yeah. wanted that in this i really love that so i wanted to kind of carry that into this book with the characters where they're doing fucked yeah. up things they're stealing they're selling car yeah. parts there's gangsters there's all sorts yeah. of things happening um but at the same time i feel like i wanted to show the humanity in it as well where it's kind of like he's not really like trying to be a bad person he's just trying know? to make it yeah he's just trying to make it out the yeah. city that so, uh, that kind of makes your a24 pick make a little bit more sense yeah yeah because yeah. i think so uh, the last time together. we did a24 was with uh, mona kabani was yeah uh, it, it comes at night yeah that was a while ago and uh yeah a24 is, is a lot of it's usually character studies like yeah not uh, not yeah. everybody is yeah. just good or just bad kind of thing yeah well speaking about movies that leads to my last question if Black Gypsies was being made into a movie, who would you want to play Marcus, Gordo, <laughs> Sly, and uh, Zoe? Oh, wow. I didn't think about this at all. Yeah. Um, Zoe, I'd have uh, Zoe Kravitz probably play her. Okay. Um, I feel like she'd be a good fit. Yeah, you mentioned that in the book, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like that would be funny if she played yeah. her. Um. I actually based her off there's a singer in Chicago named John Doe okay. who I would if she can act I'd have her player but probably Zoe Kravitz okay. I have no idea who I'd have Marcus and Gordo or even Sly or yeah. any of the characters I'd have to really think about that all right um I probably pull some of the characters from that show Atlanta if you've yeah. Seen it. yeah yeah I've seen a couple episodes yeah but I'm not sure it's a good question <laughs> well before we start getting into like movie talk is there any place that if people have questions or want to check out your work or see what you're all about where can they find you uh i mean amazon obviously you can find all my books up there any booksellers online uh grantwomack.wordpress.com it's my website uh literaryloud.com substack.com that's my weekly newsletter latest updates and then obviously twitter you can find me at grant mirage and then same thing instagram and just now getting into tiktok too but 
you basically find me wherever. It's pretty easy. Is that the same also with your music project? No, that's uh, I do it under Jack Mirage. So gonna be releasing some new stuff relatively soon, but just waiting on timing. That'll that'll kind of come out eventually. Okay. So. And meanwhile, uh, everybody look forward to uh, possibly November, possibly December. We'll be having a, another giveaway and Black Gypsies will be a part of that. But if you can't wait, like you said, you can go to Amazon and get it yourself along with some of his other projects. When we get into some A24X talk. Yes. All right. So, all right, Dave. Um, now, I'm sure you're probably wondering, all right what uh well well let me go ahead and just say for this is a relatively when did this come out last year uh march of this year march of this oh yeah because i so pearl and x came out within the same year yeah oh that's cool um for those of you who don't know uh this is gonna still be as always a spoiler filled talk if you haven't seen it stop right now or if you don't care just keep on listening but essentially x is the story of a group of young traveling entrepreneurs who help a elderly married couple rekindle their physical chemistry with one another. That's essentially what this story is about. <laughs> Explaining the plot poorly. <laughs> and along the way, the group also is hoping to revolutionize the art of movie making with their groundbreaking cinematography. And it's a uh, great it, description. It's it's a real it's a it's a love story at the end of the day between this old couple who you know the they're a little bit older they the, the spark is kind of left a little bit but they love each other and and there's and there's porn and music or yeah. porn and murder yeah. <laughs> porn porn murder and a, and a lot of naked kid cuddy yeah yeah uh, <laughs> now you're probably wondering dave uh because of my mixed feelings with a24 yeah uh, how did i like this this yeah. might this honestly might be my my, my new favorite A twenty four movie, <laughs> right? Like I'm right there with you. It's like really, Chris. Like you didn't like Hereditary. You're not sure how you feel about uh, the Lighthouse, but the the porn movie. That's the one that you're that's the <laughs> one you're willing to uh, give a pass on. Yes. Yeah, I think A twenty four is where me and you always agree on movies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is the kind of movie that you want to make sure that you you know see with the. See with the whole family, you know, you want to make sure that you're with your folks when you watch this movie. Maybe make sure some little kids are around. <laughs> no, this is this. Uh, yeah, basically uh, a movie about making elevated porn turns out to be an elevated slasher movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, this, this, movie, this movie made me feel a lot of things. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, you know, I've watched this. It's a good thing that I... I watched this on my phone with my earbuds in, which kind of had to, because um, w- when the scene, when those scenes kick in, and you hear that bass guitar <laughs> kick in, it, yeah. it's, it's a very weird. Uh, like I had to remind myself, oh, no, this is a this is a movie. You're not. This is an actual porn. This is you're 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 watching this for the review. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not watching porn. Not 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 yet. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> So, but yeah, this was like surprisingly really good. I I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Uh, but in all honesty, yes, it's it's about a group of uh, entrepreneurial porn makers going to. I do not know why they decided to do it out in the middle of super religious backwoods country place. 
of all the places that you could decide of all to places. make one. Right. You're going to go to the most evangelical, moralistic, backward, you know, hillbilly town to make this movie. <laughs> yeah, because every time a TV is on, it's a pastor. It, yeah. And it's a pastor. Scare and this, this, so you figure this is probably what, maybe like at the 70s? Uh, it takes place in 1979. 1979? Yeah. You're you're traveling, and let's be honest here. In the deep South backwoods country, with a with a with a black man and a van full of white women, you can't tell me that that's not going to draw some attention down there in the South during oh, that I time. Thought, yeah, I thought they were a little crazy for that. But. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, <laughs> I was like I was like, man, you guys got some balls. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean. You guys couldn't have done that, like maybe in L.A. or maybe up north, where right. you know, where people would have been a little bit more like okay. You couldn't have found a barn out somewhere in like the countryside of New York, and uh, so they rent out a barn from this old couple, and they're going to shoot their adult f- film there because this guy wants to make. He doesn't want to make smut. He wants to make art. Yeah, I surprisingly liked ninety percent of the characters. Uh, yeah. The character work in this movie was really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Even uh, what was his name? Uh, the uh, Wayne. Wayne. I would re- usually hate a guy like Wayne in a movie, but I but that dude is such an unapologetic sleazeball that I kind of loved him. Yeah, gotta respect it at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just comical and how much of a sleaze bag he was. Just to the point where his camera guy. His camera guy doesn't want his girlfriend getting into this business, but he's like, "Hold on a second, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me have a talk with you outside. Let, let me have a talk." With you. <laughs> like, he doesn't try to diffuse the situation at all. He just, in his mind, he just thinks another another chick for the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me just talk him into it. Yeah. Yeah, but surprisingly, she was my least favorite character, uh, well, Ortega. She had her moments. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. There she is sort of over, overshadowed by everything else. Yeah. Well, for context, in the movie, there's this. She they keep calling her Church Mouse yeah. because she's like <laughs> definitely the quote. Well, not for long, the most moral one there in terms of like I I don't know about all this. I, you know, this is I don't know how to feel about all this. You yeah. know, we're, it's it's porn and all that business, and and then she eventually gets okay with it. Yeah. Now. I have a mixed feeling about her boyfriend. On the one hand, that poor bastard. Yeah, he went through it, yeah. I, yeah. He did go through it. On, <laughs> yeah. the, on the one hand, I feel bad for you, dude. That is yeah, that is not an easy thing to have to sit there and shoot your girlfriend <laughs> getting getting demolished by a big bulky kid cuddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is not yeah. an easy thing. But at the same time, you brought your girlfriend to a porn shoot. Like, I mean... Yeah. What did you expect, yeah, my guy? You, you one, shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Only one of two things were gonna. There, there could have only been one of two outcomes. Either you would have gotten way too into this, she would have resented you for you being all into it. You guys would have broken up. Or B, she would eventually get into it, and then you're gonna feel some kind of way that you're gonna have to end up shooting because you're not gonna be yeah. in the movie. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely not. <laughs> no, yeah. no offense to you, but. You're not going to be in the movie, yeah. Uh, so there, there, there's no chance that you could have been like, well, okay, well, if you get to shoot a scene, I get to shoot a scene with uh, uh, what's her name, Britney Snow's character. Was it Bobby Lynn? Bobby Lynn, yeah. 
yeah. kind of been like, nah, there's a, there, there's already enough male talent here as it is. Yeah. There's only one. Yeah, <laughs> that's more than enough. That's all you need. <laughs> so on the one hand, I feel bad for him. And I mean, nobody wants to be the only, and at the very end of the day, like everybody's like kind of paired up and he's just crying in the shower. Nobody wants to be the only guy at the party not getting laid. Like, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was, especially, happy. especially bringing his girlfriend. It's crazy. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you, you may have wanted to let her stay home for this one. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was and, his big fucking mistake. And then when he just yeah. gets killed, I'm like, oh, God, this guy's having a rough day. She like, straight the, stabs the her in the throat. Bam. <laughs> this old lady filling up on you. Yeah. I thought that she was gonna, I thought she was having, when she straddled him, I thought that she was getting, I was like, oh my God, is she about to like, ride this dude as he's dying that's, that's what i thought too. right yeah uh, i just kind of want to go through these characters one by one before uh, as we're as we're talking about it um i think as i said uh jenna ortega was probably my least favorite because on the one hand i kind of get i mean you everybody was like kind of hyping her up saying hey, oh it's not a big deal it's just even her boyfriend was like yeah it's not a big not thinking that she was going to be like all right well let's <laughs> let get into this yeah but, you know, afterwards she said, well, I don't want him to, like, feel bad. I'm like, you know, I know that you were trying to make a point to kind of get at your boyfriend, but that's a kind of shitty way to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could have, I don't know. That that was, that's a awful way to kind of get one up on your boyfriend in an argument. That's true. She yeah. she could have just kissed the guy. Yeah. Kissed Kid Cudi or something. And, yeah. You know, not, not, they could have gotten not, over that. Yeah. You know. And you know what Kid Cudi did to her was probably so dirty and unspeakable they couldn't even show it because they they showed all the other <laughs> things but they had to they had to cut away from whatever he did to her. And yeah, like, I'm, that's I'm true. sure he did it all. Like, yeah. <laughs> Kid Cudi, by the way, I love that dude. He, I just love how ridiculously macho he was the entire time. Like when he's not sitting there, like knuckle deep in in one of them, he's like standing butt naked in front of a posing in front of a window yeah his hands on his hips like like he's a superhero yeah and, and, and doing just while the girls are getting wet, ready he's doing push-ups in the corner right <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, the I didn't know yeah. yeah i didn't know kid cuddy could act so either did i so. apparently he's yeah. getting into he's been doing uh i think he's i want to say is he in that new animated thing that's on Netflix right now? Yeah, there's a Netflix intergalactic. Yeah, you know, he I dropped an album at the same time. Uh, that I might check out a little bit later, but yeah, he's getting into getting into some acting. This was a pretty good. Uh, I don't know if this is his. This is probably not his first like big kind of role, but I mean, it's. Uh, he did a good job decent. with this one. Yeah. 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 I was and surprised. He, he, was, he was like macho, ridiculously macho, but he wasn't like an asshole either. Yeah. No, yeah. you could tell like he is a decent guy. It just you know he's he, he's just, super self confident. He's super self confident. Yeah. He's just like yeah, I'm I'm like big dick guy over here. That's who I yeah. am. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm gonna do I'm, a great I'm, job on the set. So. Yeah, I, I, just because I got good work ethic, you know. And he is a veteran, so. Okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? You de- if anybody deserves to be. Like getting all all this like by all these random like women. It's this veteran. He's been overseas. He deserves this. Yeah, that's true. He was ready to go out into the the swamp and mm-hmm. look at look for the wife and yeah. You know, so I'm a marine. 
It was the goodness in his heart that got him killed. Yeah, yeah. That's the same. I mean, you know, when he went out there, I'm sure he was thinking, you know, I know I'm taking a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> with this 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 old man with a shotgun who's probably racist is stalking around yes. here at night. Um, See, he probably thought like, okay, this old man fought both as a veteran too. So there's a chance he might not be as racist as other old white people. Which he wasn't yeah. actually. He wasn't even yeah. racist. I'm just that's just me assuming that he would be. He wasn't. He yeah. wasn't a racist dude at all. I just no. kind of assumed, given the place that he was at, that he would time been. and place he would have been. Yeah, he was just he was just more offended. Like I don't like you out here seducing my wife. Like who wants to seduce your old wife, <laughs> sir? With all due respect, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass on that. Yeah, like I said, I think God. Why can't I ever remember his name? That discount Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I don't remember who played him. No. But yeah, Wayne, you know, I, I kept thinking he was Matthew McConaughey for a couple <laughs> seconds, and then I was, had to remind myself that's not him. Every single so, time, <laughs> I just kept calling him, like, Matt in my head. Yes, that's yeah. Wayne. The dude Great is value, so uh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I loved him. That is Martin Henderson, who played Wayne. I like this girl, too. Brittany Snow, I believe, is the actress. Mary... Uh, uh, Mary uh, or what, what What was her name in the movie, The Blonde? Brittany Stella. She was, I think, Bobby Lynn. Bobby Lynn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bobby Lynn. Yeah. I liked her, too. Um, yeah, she was yeah, I liked she's her funny. Too, yeah. She, I liked her attitude of like, look, I know what I'm making. I'm using my young body while I have it. You know what I mean? I'm not exactly. knowing exactly what I'm doing. And, and she was able to kind of keep Cuddy's uh, uh, ego in check. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah he, man, when he was like, flexing in the window. Yeah, she pulled a uh, a Meg Ryan from uh, when Harry what? met Sally and pretended yeah. an orgasm. Like she's like, you didn't do anything. He's like, come on, man. Is, is that your boyfriend? Sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I loved her attitude. She even knew how to. She, at the very beginning, she's like, you know, if you point that camera down, it'll look like he's holding his holding his cock. I was like. Oh, you know, good good suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you should be the assistant director of cinematography on this thing. Right. Much better choice. And last character, Mia Goth's character. Um, was that, what was her, Maxine? Yeah, Mia Goth played Maxine and Pearl. Oh, that was her? Yeah. They put her so in, in, old, in old lady makeup? Yeah. Wow. And, is she, she, and she plays Pearl in the Pearl movie. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta watch that now. All right, so the actual movie itself, I kind of want to just kind of talk about the characters, but uh, yeah. let's let's go into the actual stuff itself. This probably has the best nighttime sh- shots. I've been saying that for this season. I've been having kind of issues with nighttime sh- scenes and how they're shot. Yeah. It's either like too dark, or this one is beautiful. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. all moonlit. I mean, it's stage lighting, but it's meant yeah. to be the moon. It just looked great. I loved all. I loved most of the shots of the, these things. I just kept watching and going, "Man, this is you know, this the way it's shot. This is probably what that art student dude thought he was making." Yeah, uh, like <laughs> it was yeah. a good mix of like gritty slasher and then like beautiful cinematography. And just mix mixed with stuff yeah. like you'll be like a twenty four was confusing my erection because it'll have a very hot like quarantine and then creepy old lady. Yeah. Like just yeah, those con the contrast was nice, like the lemonade yeah. being poured. Yeah, I love that scene. Having sex, yeah. I was like, oh wow, this is. I don't know how to feel. Yeah, I'm feeling, right? I'm feeling very weird here. Like, 
Because <laughs> they, they kind of suck you in with one legitimate, like, cheesy 70s, like, porn sex scene. The one with, uh... Brittany uh, Snow and Kate Cuddy. Yeah. And then, you know, that scene comes up and you're like, oh, this is some, this is some good cinematography. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a, you know, all the dudes in the audience wake up and they're like, oh, all right, this is some, this is some pretty good, uh, this is a pretty good movie. And and then when Mia Goth, or, uh, yeah, Mia Goth's one comes up and then it's, and then even, even weirder at the, uh, near the end with the old man, Howard and Pearl, they actually have a legitimate, like, conversation while sitting on the bed and i'm like oh <laughs> after all this all, this all of this death has happened all yeah. the people they've killed and she's like you still love me always you know i always have eyes for you i'm like oh yeah i was like this is all she needed the whole time right yeah, man. <laughs> maybe he could have prevented all of this you know you what kind of but message, even though what it's kind of message that. is that sitting like that you know what deep down like the only thing keeping an an old woman from killing a whole bunch of people is just a good lovemaking session. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm trying not. I'm, you know, we're talking about porn here. It's which this episode is three men talking about porn. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to be as classy as possible. Um, like, I mean, if I if I was talking, I mean, there'd be a lot more obscenities if if it wasn't a podcast. I mean, you can curse or whatever, but I mean. Right. It, but, I mean, I'm not going to be slanging <laughs> all, of, all sorts of yeah. nonsense. You know, um, but this, it's so, I just love the way it shot. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, in the in the lake, I guess it's a lake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that was like. goes out there. With I love the, the overhead like, shot. With the crocodile. That was my favorite Yeah, the shot. crocodile coming yeah. and she doesn't even see it. I was like, oh, oh man, I'm now, so I didn't stressed. Think, yeah. I didn't think that they were going to go that route i didn't think that they were going to kill her off like that yeah. i mean I, it was yeah. a good tension building scene but i didn't yeah. think yeah. they were going to kill her off like that but i did know that that shark was good or that shark that alligator was going to come back into play at some point definitely yeah, yeah, it's the gonna eat yeah. you know this is this is one of those movies where it reminds me that i wouldn't be a good actor <laughs> you gotta be very comfortable with your body to do scenes like this yeah yeah I yeah. mean, even if you use doubles or something like that, or if you have any contract where you're not going to be like the one in front of the camera doing those kind of scenes, you're still pretty much like kind of pretty much naked in a room full of people. Yeah. Even just pretending to like, I, I would be way too, A, self-conscious of, well, some of the stuff that I'd be afraid of, A, being too self-conscious, two, when they're like, all right, now, now give us your O face. I'd be like, eh. <laughs> yeah that that would be hard yeah, yeah. and three i'd get two uh two, if my if my partner across from me the actress who i'm working alongside is a good enough actress i would think oh she really likes me <laughs> and, yeah. I, and then my self-esteem would just get so like oh yeah yeah you, you know good good job at work today <laughs> so like you gotta you know I'll even say that to even like people in that field of adult entertainment like that. Just like you got to be very comfortable with yourself in order to do that kind of work. Yeah. Little side note: there was a time I was supposed to be in a. I was dating an actress in Mm -hmm. Korea, and she was in plays, and there was an S and M sort of play, Mm -hmm. and they wanted me in it, and they wanted me to wear like uh, what was it like a leather tight suit 
and i was like so skin, stressed like was latex like, yeah like skin yeah like skin tight and i was so stressed but for some reason i couldn't be in the play due to some other things but i was kind of relieved because i was like, i was gonna say were you like I'm not in shape like i'm in kind of shape but i'm not in that shape yeah <laughs> i mean it's also i mean i could look like chris hemsworth but i would if, if i my self-confidence is so garbage that if i even if i look like chris hemsworth i would feel like fat bastard the second the camera started rolling <laughs> yeah it's like a level of confidence yeah that's so. um uh, did you did you attend the play i did attend the play um yeah. it was very spicy for a play mm. um, <laughs> and yeah everyone was half naked or super tight clothing or revealing but it was good it was entertaining and now you sit aside sit uh wake up at night thinking man that could have been my big break that could have been my big break yeah Yeah. (laughs) could have been that snm guy yeah (laughs) so have either of you seen pearl no i haven't seen it yet not yet i did read they're supposed to be making a sequel to uh yeah too called maxine yeah this and, is supposed uh, to be a trilogy x yes because spoiler she is the only one who lives at the end of this yeah which yeah. i didn't see that twist coming that the preacher on the television was her dad yeah i wasn't yeah. ready for that twist i was like I was what like, the oh, hell shit yeah she I, didn't I mean look bothered by hearing it you know yeah i mean i don't think that twist really necessarily adds anything to the movie but it was still a twist that i didn't see coming it'll probably yeah. add something to like uh maxine when that comes out yeah. yeah, he'll I'm be sure the big bad guy in Maxine. Yeah, Dang, yeah. I'm just trying to. I'm just you know, it's still fresh right now, so I'm just trying to recap all the like scenes in my head. But it was like again, surprisingly, really, you know, a twenty four. The cinematography is always going to be on point with an a twenty four movie. Yeah, the soundtrack um, yeah. and score of this movie too were great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, and you know, apparently, I, I had to look up Britney Snow because I know that I had seen her in something. Yeah, what would you do? Prom night, Pitch Perfect. No, not any of all of that. Apparently, like of all the things, if I am not mistaken, and please just double check for me, Dave. Um, I'm a big Kingdom Hearts fan. Um, the video game series. Yeah, I've never uh, played I, it. it. I've, she, I've played a lot. Apparently, of voices a main, uh, one of the main characters named Nomine. That's crazy. <laughs> Which is weird because now I know what her breasts look like. And, and <laughs> yeah, but you're right; she did uh, voice the nominee. Ah, oh, man, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> and it's 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 gonna feel weird going and playing that game again. Whenever she, I mean, she's she's not a main character, but she's an important enough character. Yeah. Um. Oh, what made you want? Uh, what made you decide to do this movie? By the way. I was kind of intuitive. I've been wanting to watch X for a while, and I felt like this was a perfect excuse to do it. And then, kind of like going back to Black Gypsies, like I love A24 films in general, just the way they're shot, and it's just like good. So I feel like there's a high chance it would be uh, entertaining, even though I was kind of like, I know it's supposed to be smutty when I read about it. But like you said, it turned out to be like a beautiful horror film. Yeah. You know, like what that cinematographer was trying to do. Yeah. So, yeah. In his mind, this is the kind of shots that he thought he was making. Yeah. <laughs> um, you no know, one, when Wayne told him to kind of stay in his lane and just 
keep doing I, what you're doing. It turns <laughs> out that the the actual actors and actresses in the movie are better at the cinematography than he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tips like, hey, you know, you know what kind of movie we're making? If you put the camera over here, it'll look like. He's like, oh yeah, okay. It, it's stay it's, in your lane. Let me do the fucking. <laughs> Best yeah, line of the movie. Like the director here, yeah. like, and yeah, it's so funny because I mean, I know I said I I dislike Jen Ortega's character, but I mean, you know that he came onto the he brought himself onto this thing thinking I'm better than anybody else here. Everybody else here is just like smut actors, but I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That type of uppity sense. It, it took it took watching Kid Cudi get knuckled deep inside his girl to for him to, <laughs> to kind of realize oh man all right i fucked this one up and then just crying himself like that scene of him in the shower i'm just like go ahead dude just just get it out you'll feel better <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'll feel and better then 15 you'll minutes feel, later he dies <laughs> you'll feel better just you you know what like i can't even dude i would cry too like if, if i if i if I just got finished filming my girl doing that, like I just just cry, man. <laughs> yeah, but again, so. if I was filming a porn, I wouldn't bring my girlfriend to it. No. His church going girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any any other actual scenes? I mean, everybody, like I said in this movie, was uh, you fall into uh, you know when you have a slasher movie, you have a risk of just making a generic group of people. You usually have the asshole, the straight man, the party girl yeah. the uh the geek yeah. and like uh and like the asshole and for the most part kind of in this but for i don't know something just you didn't like, have kinda, any caring uh, about most of them yeah you didn't have any one-dimensional characters in that cast yeah was, and, not at all and it also was, the order that they got killed in was interesting to me i kept forgetting that some of them were even it like the <laughs> i think i'm <laughs> I remember laughing because after God, why can't I remember his name? Is it Wayne? Wayne. Yeah. When Wayne got killed, and then a couple, and and also RJ, and then it cut to Cuddy and and what's her name again? Damn it! Um, I keep wanting to call him by their actor's name and not their Uh, Bobby Lynn. Bobby Lynn back in bed. I just thought there was something so funny about like you had two or three people already get killed, and I just kept thinking to myself. Kid Cuddy's over here just busy not being the stereotypical black guy to get killed off first. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a sound asleep in bed right now. Yeah, head, but it was interesting that. that all the guys died before any of the girls, too. Yeah, I guess that is true, isn't it? That's a good um, point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, uh, that is a good point. But yeah, I don't know. There's something just really funny about just having... Yeah, Wayne having a very crack. He's butt naked out in the barn, stepped on a nail, right. and got a <laughs> to the eye, and uh, then it cuts to Cuddy just sound asleep, smiling in bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he was sound asleep after putting in a hard day's work. Just uh, man, I was, I was actually upset to see most of them go. I didn't want to see any of them die. Really, yeah, me too. It's like damn. But I felt the worst for Maxine. Like, imagine you wake up with this old lady touching you. Yeah, <laughs> who, looks like, who looks like you, but fifty years in the future. And then there's no one else in the cabin either. Like, where the hell is everybody? No, sorry. I think that. I th- well, I think we're going into kills of the movie now. <laughs> Since I was, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> why don't we go into like kills real quick? There's a every most people. Well, yeah. Other than Maxine, everybody pretty much dies in this. Yeah. So yeah. 
what's the de- what's uh, what's your kill of the movie? Uh, why don't we start with you, Dave? I'm gonna go with the uh, Bobby Lynn getting the gator roll. <laughs> that wasn't a quick death either. No, you know when she got her head munched, I was like, all right, well at least she at least she went out quick. But no, yeah, she quick. she you heard her muffled screams under that water for a good solid like 25, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And, and just the whole scene leading up to it too was pretty. It was a good scene. Where she's like, "Yeah, one time I was going to be a nurse too." Hey, you and, are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I, I need uh, definitely need to see what Pearl's damage was and see how she got that wave in Pearl. Yeah, see that pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Because it's an A twenty four movie, the way they were talking, I thought that they were going to because and she was so wanted, Maxine. I thought that they were gonna do some kind of like ritual where she was gonna like body transfer into her or something. Right. Like, because A twenty four throws yeah. weird stuff at you. It does, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, because she was like, "I want her." You know, I don't like blondes. I was like, I, I thought that they were like looking for people to soul transfer, like Chucky, into a different body or something. Like, you know, right. I thought something similar would happen. Like. I thought but she, she would like take her skin or something and become younger or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Something ritualistic. But no, this actually this might be the first A24 movie that is completely set in reality. Yeah. Like no <laughs> mystical magical elements. No. Um what about you there? Uh Grant, do you have a any death in particular that kind of sticks out to you? Probably, I mean, probably the cinematographer whatever his name. RJ getting RJ. Killed. Yeah. yeah. That's mine too cuz I just like that Poor bastard. That is a poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> that is, is a, a bad bastard. day. Yeah. Like, He's just trying to leave. Fuck him. Talk about the last day of his life being the worst day of his life. I yeah. mean, think, think of the worst day that you've had. This is worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This old lady filling you up and kissing you, kissing your neck. As you're dying. Like, yeah. <laughs> just the last thought. I mean, it's the, your final thoughts being of, of that. Uh, just, just the the last thing in his mind that he's is just kid, kid Cuddy's smiling face and just <laughs> just plodding away on his girlfriend, day and night. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it if they played like a slow version of that song as he's dying. That, that would have been cool. Day that would have been pretty good. Yeah. I toss and turn. <laughs> But then again, um, I do like that they kept all the songs in this from the seventies. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, yeah. That one's that one's my pick too. Just a, yeah. just an awful way, and not only an awful day, but that wasn't a sharp knife. That was a butter knife that she killed him with. Oof. I, I believe it's it was a butter bad. knife. I mean, she, yeah. it, it took she decapitated him not by sawing his head off, by stabbing his head off. Yeah. Ratings. Let's see. I would right. say that this is this is definitely in the twenty. I do mine on that yeah. thirty point scale. Um, this is probably one of the more beautifully shot films that we've uh, reviewed this season. Oh yeah. Um, characters, I really liked all the characters. I think they all played their parts well. Yeah. Surprisingly, e- even the asshole characters, I just they were so ridiculously their character that it was they were somehow endearing. Um, this, in all honesty, for me. Uh, this one, out of my 30-point scale, I might have to give a good 26 to. 26-27. Yeah, I'm uh, actually right there with you at 26. It might, it's it's my new favorite A24 movie. 
Yeah. Um, That's great. I, I probably, I don't know about this 30 point scale. Oh, you can do it on whatever scale you there. want. Yeah. I'd probably do right there with you guys. Cause I, it's definitely one of my favorite films this year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely a top five play. film. Yeah. Yeah, this year, yeah, I'd say yeah. This, this is definitely in my top five, and which which is again, I I I Hereditary is a twenty four, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, me and Dave don't really care for Hereditary. No. Lighthouse. I need to rewatch Lighthouse. I wasn't into that one either. It shot well. I like the way it yeah. shot, but I just for some reason couldn't get into it. Yeah, it comes at night. Was pretty good. It was okay, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again, even though I will say it was a good movie. Yeah, The Witch um, is pretty good. But this one is one that I would actually rewatch uh, again. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, I think I found my, yeah, of all the A24 good <laughs> projects out there, it's the porn one. Um, well, I think, what is it, like an hour and 45 minutes? Which for an A24 yeah. film is kind of short, because all the movies are like two and a half hours, almost three hours. Oh, really? All right. Well, next time we, uh, for next season, we definitely have to watch Pearl. Then, yeah. Well, well, no. Next season, we're doing specifically bad movies. Yes, I can't wait for that. <laughs> so, Find the worst of the worst. Oh, then I'll just watch it for entertainment myself. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in one of my little mini reviews. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, recommending this one. This one was a much much like how when we got to review this ranks up there in the ones that I haven't seen, but turned out to be a good. A pleasant surprise along the lines of like when we got recommended Soho last night in yeah. Soho. Uh, yeah. Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good, I was surprised how good it was. I mean, partially another reason I recommended it to a lot of people say I write good sex scenes. So I was kind of like, let me do the, let me pick the sex field <laughs> like a A24. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was asking Dave, I was like, do you think how much like, do you think they had to watch in order to do quote unquote research? Like, I want to get the scene just right. Like, <laughs> that's a good question. Probably watch a lot of porn, man. I swear, baby, it's for research. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Re- really good stuff. And uh, as we're kind of wrapping up, uh, getting close to the end here, I want to thank you again for uh, taking some time and like coming on and you know talking a little bit about X. Uh, talking about your book, Black Gypsies, letting us get to know you a little bit. Yeah, it was a um, good time. Thank this you. Is, yeah. This is going to be our post-Halloween episode. This is, should be dropping in November. So uh, this actually, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be this basically is be our, our last season episode finale. Of season, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, this is oh, basically wow. going to be our season finale. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, you know, we <laughs> wanted to... Season finale. Uh, big season yeah. finale and end out with a bang. Oh, you know, more intended. Halloween may be over. The horror movies are going to keep on coming. Horrors forever. We we might uh, we'll, we'll probably end up taking off uh, around the Christmas time. We might put out one or two just little Christmas specials, uh, special reviews, maybe. But we'll definitely be back uh, for season four in January. Yep, so stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned, and I want to thank you again, Grant, for coming on the show. Everybody yeah, go thanks, check, out, check out Black no Gypsies. Problem. No problem. Stay as, hard. And as <laughs> always, I've been Chris Thomas, and with me, Broke Rider Dave. Have a good week, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about.
And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.